were away. We had a beautiful time in Enugu, my hometown, Sister Hope's hometown. Amen and amen. <laughs> and so we are grateful to God for our being back. Tonight, rather, we have a very challenging subject. Challenging in the sight that the more I study the scripture, the more I see that sometimes one may be losing love towards God and the person will not know it. As long as he comes to church and as long as he does everything that a believer does. And it is a bother to me. And so we will look into the word of God and we will find out signs that shows that a person is losing love for God. You see, you, you, you may not have to do anything bad to lose love for God. Of course, there may be other things you may do to lose love for God. And so I want you to open your heart as we look into the Word of God. As I was studying, it was quite challenging to me. And I'm taking it as something that God is speaking to me. Hallelujah. And so, Father, we thank you for your holy presence and the privilege that we have to be here. The gathering which you have declared before the foundations of this world, that the gathering shall be unto you. Thank you for your keeping power over the lives of the brethren whilst we were away. And thank you so much for also bringing us back after such a tremendous blessing spiritually to us from you. We ask that Lord as we study thy word together. Your word will become a living word into our hearts. In the name of Jesus. We refuse for it to become customary. To become a routine. My God. Therefore we ask. By the power of the word of God. And the spirit of the word of God. We will be revived. In love for you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for authorance. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love towards us. You never lose love towards us. And so we pray that this kind of love that you have for us would get back to you, O oh God. That we will love you forever. We will, we will be zealous for you forever. We will do what pleases you forever. In the name of Jesus, we bless you and thank you. Let everyone here tonight... As we have gathered unto you, we thank you for the answered prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Having studied, I was still reflecting, but as I was sitting down, a scripture just jumped into my heart, which I think I would like to start with. It's not one of the things that I was reflecting about. But as I was reflecting on that, it came up. And, and, and so I want to pick up to show you a few things. We are treating the subject of how, uh, when the love for God grows cold. 
When the love for God grows cold. It's a border. As I said. But the scripture jumped to me and I quickly looked at it and I said, "Mm, this is quite serious. And so let's go to Numbers chapter 25. We'll take it from verse 7. Numbers 25 verse 7. The story goes like this before I, 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 well, let me just read it and I will just tell you a bit about it. The Bible says that, and when Phinehas, the son of Elias, the son of Aaron, the priest, saw it, he arose from among the congregation and took a javelin in his hand. And when he went after the man of Israel into the tent and thrust both of them through the man of Israel, And the woman threw her body. So the play was stopped among the children of Israel. And those who died in the play were 24,000. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Phinehas, the son of Elias, the son of Aaron the priest, has turned back my wrath from the children of Israel because he was zealous With my zeal. He took note of something. He was zealous with my zeal. You see the my big M. Hallelujah. He was zealous of my. uh, He was. Yeah. Zealous. He was zealous with my zeal among them. So that I did not consume the children of Israel in my zeal. Therefore say, behold, I give to him my covenant of peace. Blessed be God. And it shall be to him and his descendants after him a covenant of an everlasting priesthood. Because he was zealous for his God and made atonement for the children of Israel. Praise the Lord. Hmm. This is a very, very important passage we have read. We read 7 to 13. Let me do a quick one, just to give you a background. Let's go to verse 1. Verse 1, please. The Bible says, Now Israel remained and Acacia grooved, and the people began to commit halotry with the women of Moab. They invited the people to the sacrifices of the Argos, and the people ate and bowed down to the Argos. So Israel was joined to Baal of Poar, and the anger of the Lord was arose against them. Then the Lord said to Moses, "Take all the leaders of Israel, uh, take all the, the leaders of the people, and hang the offenders before the Lord out in the sun, that the fierce anger of the Lord may turn away from Israel." So Moses said to the judges of Israel, Every one of you killed his men who were joined to Baal of Puel. Whatever. The name is something. And indeed one of the children of Israel came and presented present to his brethren a Midianite woman in the sight of Moses and in the sight of the congregation of the children of Israel who were weeping at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Something had happened. 
The love that the children of Israel had for the Lord went cold. And they started sinning. Do you know that when your love grows cold, one of the first things you do is you become so free in sinning. Matthew 24, verse 12. Let me come back to this. Matthew 24, verse 12. Let me, let me just show you. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Praise the Lord. Would you like to read the scripture? One, two. Anybody that is so free to do as he pleases is someone who has lost love for God. Lawlessness. This country has lost love for God. Because there is no obedience to the law of Christ. I brought this to hammer what I'm about saying in Numbers chapter 22. Numbers, we just read 25. Otherwise, it may be a little hazy. Jesus is the one that spoke. And listen to what he says. He said, and because lawlessness, when people don't live by the law of Christ and the word of the Lord, their love has grown cold. And you see, may I tell you, anybody who lives in convenience, his love has grown cold. Is it okay to say amen? Amen. I will be coming to that shortly. Anybody that, if the thing is not convenient to me, and it's even the word of God, you violate it. It's a sign that your love has grown cold. Now, having this scripture in your heart, we can now begin to look at what God was saying in Numbers. You see what happened? The people became so lawless when God has said, don't go out with the Moabites. Anybody who knows the trace of the Moabites, they were people that were not correct. They are the descendants of the two girls who gave their father the drink. To boost and slept with their father in sex and started having children. They are the Moabites. And that spirit is that spirit that is working now in our day when, especially in Europe, I don't know about Africa very much, especially in Europe, it is so common for fathers to sleep with their children. I was talking to a white man. And he said that 
fathers falling in love with their children. Things are happening. It is the spirit of Moabite. So God warned that the people of Israel should not be marrying the children of the Moabites. But the guys broke the law of Christ to such an extent that they didn't care. And my brethren, you can't be staying in this church except that yours is not manifesting in a different way. A way that it can be so glaring. But may I tell you, whenever you do things hiding and they are not correct, your love for God has grown cold. And so as the Holy Spirit begins to deal with us in this manner, may I say to you, whatever he begins to whisper, it's an opportunity for you to repent. Christians don't like to repent, but repentance is one of the greatest things you can encounter in your life. Hallelujah. And so the Bible said, God warned them. Now, they have gotten to the point that they will just get up to do things anyhow. Any, there is no respect, no order, nothing. They will just do as they please. To such an extent that they fell in love with the halotries, the, the Moabites, uh, the, uh, and started committing fornication and all kinds of things with them. And God came out and warned them. That my anger is kindled against you, Moses. I want you to take the leaders and begin to punish them. And when he said that, in that very hour that God had spoken and instructed, there was a guy who had hooked his girlfriend and took the girl straight to the tent where the people of Israel were. And slept with their girl. And thanks be to God for people who have the zeal of God. You know, one of the things I have found out in my life as I study that probably I could share with you pray for the zeal of the Lord to come upon you. I found it to be a secret. The zeal of the Lord, when it's on you, anything that you have to do for the kingdom of God, you don't attempt them anyhow. You attempt them with the zeal, love, with every strength that is in you. Hallelujah. Phinehas could not take the thing. Phinehas could not see himself. Let me tell you, if men love God, they will not take Wednesday meetings for granted. If men love God, they would always witness to somebody. And may I tell you, one of the signs of somebody who loves God and whose love has not grown cold is any time he saw somebody, the first reaction is to preach Jesus to the person. It takes the love of God to do that. Yesterday I went to MedLab. Was it yesterday? I, was, I went to the MedLab and I, I, I was sitting down there and um, a gentleman came and sat by me and then he said, he looked at me for a minute and then he said, Hey, what is happening in Ghana? 
just to attract my attention. And as soon as he did, I gave him the attention. And then he said, look at that. Somebody has started manufacturing Coca-Cola. Doing his own Coca-Cola. And look at that. With, with, it, with bad things. And then I said, and then I said, but have you also forgotten that not long ago, palm oil too. Then he said, ah, you could see the thing hit the man so much. And immediately I turned and said, you know something, you don't need to be worried, but I can tell you a secret. In the midst of all this evil, there is somebody who loves you. I didn't know who I was talking to. I was wanted to check with Reverend Isaac, but I didn't know who I was. Apparently it was such a tycoon. But just then, they had called me for whatever. I could say just barely two things. And he was like, let's continue. Because I said, if you have Jesus in your heart, there will be all of these nonsense going on in the world. But you will be stable. Because you'll be looking up to the day of your salvation. You'll be looking at, brother, I'm not talking church here. I just want you to know that there is a son. When he sets you free, you shall be free indeed. I said that and all of a sudden the man was littered. And then he said, he paid attention. And they called me up. And then he said, listen, here is my card. And he gave it to me. I read, hey, that's, hey. That's a very rich tycoon, but I... And so I said, I'm going to give you a call by all means. I want to talk to you. Because I want you to know that without him, you cannot survive. Brethren, the reaction of the man immediately told me that people are hungry for Jesus. And you must pray to be zealous to take advantage of this situation. Hallelujah. If Phinehas has not done anything, the judgment of God would have come upon the people. If Phinehas has allowed his love for God to grow cold, there would have been a disaster. And you know what it means to me? What it simply means to me is that God is looking for the man who loved him so much that in the midst of foolishness, his zeal will not die, but he will stand for righteousness. He will speak the truth. He will preach. Do you know one of the things that we have lost which is so important as it has hit my heart so hard is to get everybody saved. Wherever you are working, let me tell you tonight, the souls of those people will be quiet from you. May you be consumed by the zeal of the Lord to get back to start preaching. You won't mind me at all. Hallelujah. What shows that I love God? When God says that, I don't require that anybody dies in his sins. I don't want it. It's not. Do you know we have equated the preaching of the gospel with any Christian activity we do? But I see from this scripture that when somebody loves God, he's so uncomfortable when sin is prevailing. 
He would deal with the case. Today we can live around sin and be so comfortable. We can live around people who we know very well they are going to hell. And yet we will not say a thing. I want to tell you brethren, we need to be delivered. Our zeal has gone down. Our love has grown cold. Right now, think about two people you have met today who was on the job with you, who you know very well they have not received Jesus. And what have you done about it? Just think about that for a minute. Phineas did something to show that my love is not cold. I, I will not. And you see, God Almighty, we are not talking about some little God. Sister led it. All other gods are the works of men. We are talking about the living God who a mortal man could let God say, because this man did this for me. Because he did it for me. My anger has turned. As I read, I said, Lord, rekindle my zeal in you. Rekindle my zeal in you. So winning is one of the areas that I want to tell you. It will show the kind of love you have in your heart for God. Hallelujah. So winning is one of the basic things that will show a man whether he loves God or he lives for himself. I'm worried for us. Tonight, may we pray to the Lord that He will bounce us back with a zeal for Him, but not with cold for God. Hallelujah. Jesus said, because lawlessness shall abound, the love of many shall grow cold. Do you know we are more interested in anything around us Except what God is interested in. You know why God was so excited? As far as everybody else is concerned, things were normal. But for God, it was not normal. Sin had come. His anger had been stirred up. He is not happy. And some man got up with the zeal of the Lord and said, "We are talk- God is talking to us about this matter. And you are doing it right now. Who dare you? And he pierced his... his um, Javelin threw the man on top of the woman to the ground. And listen to this. God said, Phinehas has turned my anger. May I ask you, what is it? Do you know that as you are sitting here tonight, you can make God smile? If you will be determined to zealously do what pleases the Lord. I have never forgotten this statement that was made by Pastor Bimpo some time ago when he was preaching. I've never forgotten that. Somehow I just think this was a spirit-made statement. He said, most of us can put money down to take transport for uh, for funeral when we don't even have, we will attend the funeral by all means. But he is yet to find a man who will take transport to the village simply because he wants to go and preach to a soul. Think about that. Somewhere last year, early part of last year, 
He made that statement. In one of our services. I'm yet to, to hear a report such as I have. I'm traveling specifically to my hometown because I must bring the gospel to this person. But you know something? There are certain things that are very natural and we can drop everything to do it. May the Lord rekindle our love. Brethren, may I tell you that if you look at it from the scripture viewpoint, you will begin to see where your love is at the moment. Certainly, it has grown cold. In fact, some of us have zeals, but they are zeals for different things, not for God. And I want to say that it's about time we had a zeal that performs for God. Hallelujah. Phineas. Phinehas, the son of Elias, the son of Aaron, the priest, turned back my wrath from the children of Israel because he was zealous with my zeal. I love with my zeal. There's no, nothing wrong to pray for the zeal of the Lord. If somebody could have the zeal of the Lord, I can also have the zeal of the Lord. Hallelujah. You see the things we need to pray about. You see the things we need to ask God for. The zeal was not Phinehas's zeal, but it was a zeal that God gave him. That same zeal is the one that came so strong on the apostles when they were warned not to preach in the name of the Lord and they stood up and said, Why, What are you talking about? Should we obey God? Or should we obey you rather than God? That says you judge for yourself. Amen. I really want us to be consumed with you. There are many of us, our loves, our love for God is cold and we don't know it. When was the last time you spoke to a soul? When was the last time that it even occurred to you that this person that I'm here with, he's not born again? When was the last time that you said, apart from the one that church does, when was the last time, and even that one, you don't count more than 20 people. And that, unfortunately for us, is even once in a month. Hey, I'm beginning to be afraid. May the Lord rekindle our zeal. Hallelujah. When the love for God grows cold, everything else is important to Him. May I tell you, if God were to come down for you to see exactly what is in you, you will see that your job is above God. Your job is above even your own faith. But I know that such things, when you say it, people will be offended. In any way, be offended. It's okay. God bless you for being offended. We have gotten to the point that anything that had to do with our natural life is more important than the gospel of Jesus Christ. I was reflecting on an issue that the Spirit of the Lord brought to me by the study of the Word of God. And then all of a sudden I said, hey my God, please forgive us and do something about this matter. Because I was asking myself, where, wherever you are working, do you know that you've been posted there as an ambassador? The first priority of your being posted where you are and your ability to do the work is not for the fact that you will be getting money, but for the fact that you will serve as a witness for Jesus. 
That's actually the, the bedrock. That's, that's the foundation. That's the matter. But today, how many believers take advantage of this? But it's very easy to say, oh, this guy, he's foolish. Let's forget about him. May the zeal of the Lord come back. Let's go to the book of Revelation. This just came up. Okay. Let's see what we can do. But Revelation chapter 3 verse 14. And I read to verse 20. The Bible says unto the angel. Actually this is the last message to the seven churches. Listen to it. And you know uh, uh, many believers. Many men of God inspired by the Holy Ghost. They believe that the seven churches. Um, and I'm actually one of them who believe that also. Everything that happened to them is in order of the age of the church. What it means is that from the time God started addressing the church with the the first church, we have now hit the last church, which is seven. And actually this is where our love has grown cold. And so this matter we are treating is so important. Listen to what he said. And and, And then to the angel of the church of Laodicea, Write, these things say amen and faithful and true witness. The beginning, of, uh, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works. Everybody say, I know your works. I know your works. And, and, and it's one of the statements in the Bible you shouldn't forget. Because I noticed that for all the seven churches, none of them lost this sentence. I know your works. It is there from one to down. So my Bible, I have underlined, I know your works. I know your works. I know your works. It is something that you must begin to figure out what God is trying to say to you. There will be a manifestation of who you are by your works. Your works proves who you are. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says, I know your works that you are neither... No, you read it for me. One, two. Start from I know your works. One, two. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot. Let's read. I will vomit. Because you say one, two. And have, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Ah, the state of the church, this is it. Do you know the things we pride ourselves about? How much we have achieved. Let me just do the rest. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire. All of a sudden that portion jumped out of me. And I realized that if anybody is going to do anything wonderful, meaningful, he must pass through the fire of the Lord with the word of God, counseled by God. Now he says that I counsel you to buy from me gold uh, refined in the fire that you may be rich and and white garments that you may be clothed that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salves that you may see. That's why we are not seeing spiritually. 
As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be what? You can pray for the spirit of zeros tonight. Hallelujah. Behold, I stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice and opens the door. I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. There's another verse, the last one. He says that to him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. And I also, and as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. This is too big, so we leave that one out. But I'm interested in God begin, beginning to talk about cold and hot. When the love for God grows cold. And I know that when you are treating subject, charismatic Christian believers, they always have somebody else in mind. It is never us. We are very fine. Why? Let's quickly get back. Let's quickly get back to where he says that you say you are rich. <laughs> because, so then because you are lukewarm, this is a matter. Brethren, can you, can you allow the Holy Spirit to tell you who you are? Do you think that if the Holy Ghost whispered to you, your state, you will like it? Do you think you will like it? You're not responding, it's also good. It's also an answer. No, I'm, I'm not mad, at least it's good. You are reasoning within yourself. Now I see, the Bible says, so then because you are lukewarm, what, who is lukewarm? Who can tell me who is lukewarm? A lukewarm person is the believer who is in the midst of unbelievers and they don't see anything about believership. That's a lukewarm. A lukewarm person is the person that nobody feels guilty and, and, and ready to repent when he's around them. That's a lukewarm person. Because you are fire, actually. So if you are around people, they should know who you are and be very uncomfortable. But you see, when we become cold, when we become cold, we can work with unbelievers for 12 years, or for 12 months, and there will be no pricking of conscience. And I just want you to examine right now, wherever you have found yourself, whether anybody has ever been very uncomfortable because of you. Or they take it as business as usual. Oh, see, he's a nice person. As for nice, everybody can be nice. Even a Muslim can be nice. When I was a young boy, because of the little salaka they give, I thought Muslim was the best thing to do. One of my uncles will just put his mat down, and he will put his forehead down. He gets up, me too, I go and put my forehead down. I mama something I never understood. It was a very appealing religion. To me, 
It was only when Jesus came and my eyes was open that I got to know that, oh my God, this is a very dangerous matter. Who is a lukewarm person? Ask yourself. And it will be very nice if you can say, Holy Spirit, can you show me my stage now? See? So then, because you are lukewarm, and do you know one of the biggest challenges for the body of Christ, the close of the age in which we find ourselves, is this issue of lukewarmness. Do you know that in those days, when I read Bible, people didn't care, even if they died, at their faith. Today, we are too reasonable and sensible that, let me put my my brakes down. You see, you need to be wise. Those believers who died at their faith, they were not wise. But I thank my God that the zeal of the Lord will come back to the church again. Because there are promises of God. It will come back. It will come back. I observe from the scriptures that there is a mighty promise of God that will sweep in the last time. Then the end shall come. And may you never be outside the sweep. How many of us were here on the night, was it June 4th? Ted, how many of us were here at midweek service when there was a mighty flood? Can I see by hand? I just want to be sure. Okay. About half of us. Did you observe that when the flood was so deep, was coming in such a current, it carried everything? There was nothing that could stand the flood. Absolutely nothing. When we stood here, even the little that overflew, uh, overflown it banks and came to the yard, the current was disturbing. And one more time, the Spirit of the Lord shall do this. Hallelujah. Lukewarmness is something that I would plead tonight. You look into yourself to see whether this thing is gaining ground in you. I would have loved to preach anything else that will make you happy. But I can only say what God wants me to say. See the promise that is standing for lukewarmness. I will vomit you out. I don't take that message so lightly. I will vomit you out. You, how many of us have vomited before? When you even vomit, you don't, and you are cleaning it yourself, you don't like it because it's a very bad thing. And so when God vomits a man out, you can imagine what his end shall be. The next verse says that, Because you say, I am rich. And brethren, let me tell you something. This side, many believers in our time, because of the the, the faith they started with, and the blessings that have come their way, emphasis have now gone, have been blessed. And there are many hearts, even in this church, that are very happy. Because they are doing well. 
they don't lack. They have money in their accounts. Even what they have in their accounts, they are very prepared. But you know, I think that all those things, we should even use them to buy for ourselves something eternal. Because the scripture says so. Anyway, he says that, you say, I'm rich and I have, you, I am rich. This is a plain language. This is, he says, I am rich. It's a plain language that I am rich. And have become wealthy. And have no need of nothing. That's why, you know, these days people are like, who, do, who does he think he is? They talk like that. Are you the one who feed me? You don't feed me. Are you the one who feeds me? You don't feed me. So, this church that we are coming, you know, we don't... Do you, does he know how much I'm worth? You say I'm rich. Okay, be rich. Then he says that, and I've become wealthy, and have need of nothing. May I tell you that if you are not careful, you can come to that point and will not even know it. Especially when you really, by the grace of God, don't need anybody to give you nothing. May I tell you that it's one of the greatest temptations. It can make you puff up in a diplomatic way. When people are puffed up in diplomatic way, you don't see it very well. They have the form of godliness but deny the power of the gospel. Because they, did, they do it in a very diplomatic manner. You see, and the Bible says that, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. One man was saying, now I have built and I have so much in my warehouse, I'm going to say to my soul, relax, and go say, foolish soul, you are poor. May we be rich in the spirit. Honestly, let's do things, let the zeal of God. You know, Phinehas was very rich in the spirit because he had the zeal of the Lord. Phinehas has the zeal of the When a person has the zeal of the Lord, that person is rich. Because he's not moved by the events of the day. He is moved by the Spirit of the Lord to do what pleases God. Hallelujah. And Jesus declaring miserable, blind. You see, when, when you see such words, he says that, now, the first things said by such people are natural. And the answers that Jesus gave are spiritual. Hallelujah. I am rich. I am wealthy. Need nothing. And Jesus says you are poor. Because spiritually you are poor. You are miserable. What is supposed to make you happy you don't have it, but if, because you have things around you that seem to be, when you press the knots, they move for you, it makes you feel that, after all, me, you're in Jesus. Hallelujah. Brethren, I would prefer to be rich in spirit and be poor naturally. You may say, hey, hey, hey don't, please. The thing, we must balance it. 
And I see many believers, anytime you are talking, you hit this type of thing. They say, they quickly jump and say, you know, we are not supposed to be poor, eh? I'm not saying be poor. That's not what I'm saying. But you see, country broke or no broke, it's not the matter. It is Habakkuk who taught, who taught us, the fig, the fig tree may not blossom. We will still say, bless the Lord, oh my soul, praise his name. Today, believers rejoice only when they have something natural, not spiritual. How many of us will rejoice when they see someone surrender, break down, turn around for Jesus? That should be the greatest joy for you, more than having money. If we are not careful, eh, the day will mislead us. But blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord is about hitting it one more time. There's a revival breakout. I saw a glimpse of revival and my heart was glad. A revival that will last. A revival that will bring in the real power of the day of the Lord. Hallelujah. And you know, brethren, I want to challenge you in the name of the Lord. If you are a soldier, target another soldier and save a soldier. If you are a banker, target another banker and save a banker. If you are a nurse, target another nurse and save a nurse. Wherever, if you are a trader, target another trader with the zeal of the Lord. To save them. Amen. The next scripture says, I counsel you, thanks be to God for how he loves us and he's so wonderful. He says that I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in fire. You know what God is saying? Draw to me, come to me, come to me, come, let's sit down. And begin to say, Lord, I'm not really zealous the way I ought to be, Lord. I, 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 in fact, you, do you, let me tell you a secret. One of the difficult things for spiritual people to know now is when they, they don't know their state. They find it very difficult. In which many believers don't say before the Lord, I'm backsliding. Many. And yet they'll be backsliding. May your eyes be open in such a way that when you are backsliding, may you know. You know, may I tell you one secret? You don't need anybody to tell you. When it's not well with you, you know. Now, when you continue to violate your conscience in that way, you get to the point, it is not well with you, but you will never know that it's not well with you. I know what I'm talking about. But when, when, when it is not well with you and the Spirit of the Lord is indicating, please accept it and do something about it. If it is not well with you, it's not well with you. Lord, my Christian life, my prayer life. You know, today people don't enjoy even prayer. But I pray in Jesus' name. Let me tell you, if you give me the chance, I can sit for 12 hours praying and I'll be happy. Prayer. Today people don't, when it comes to prayer, as if, oh, hi. Okay, we will do something. Ola baba baya. (laughs) 
How can you be a Christian when you are praying you are sleeping? Is prayer sleeping? Let's be zealous for the Lord. Hallelujah. People don't love prayer anymore. They don't love prayer. It's actually, if you are not a spiritual person, prayer is not easy. You can sit two hours to gossip with somebody and you'll be comfortable. But when it comes to prayer, like some small boy many years ago that they were doing like the children's thing and they gave him the mic. He didn't know that you have to speak through the mic and it will magnify. So he came and he stood there and He was supposed to be reading a scripture. Has studied the thing. Very inter- I will mention the name. In this church. So the boy, of course, he didn't know how to use the mic. So he came and he thought that when you open your mouth, it will come. You have to speak. Hallelujah. And so, brethren, I want, to, I want us to be charged up. I want us to. Something must happen. The zeal of the Lord, God's zeal should come upon us. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined and fire that you may be rich. I counsel you, come to me. Tell me that Lord, I am in a bad shape. My prayer life is not good. My Bible said this life is not good. I see an unbeliever and nothing pushes me. Lord, at this particular time, my whole heart has been the money, the money, the money, and the this. God says, I can't say you come to me. And I may tell you, you know, the way I'm speaking, you may think, yeah, I'm being led to say something to you. I have no doubt. Isn't it true that our jobs have consumed us? I'm not saying that he says it shouldn't work. But let the joy of your work be such that there will be a performance of the will of God on your job. You know, do you know you can be paid and yet you will use that pay that is coming to you you are being paid, but the zeal of the Lord has consumed you such that as long as you are in that office, you are being paid for so winning. I was at a place and I heard testimonies. It broke me down. Teachers. You know, most of the time, one of the things is, may I tell you this? We have had some mentality that makes us think that you can become a better person when you resign from your job and so-called pastor preaching. I have found out that it's a lie of the devil. You can be on your job and be a true ambassador. I heard a testimony that broke me down. 
A young man who was so zealous, a teacher. He preached to the young people. And break time, these children would come around him and they started praying. And then, any time these children came, they came, they were increasing. And the school authorities were very upset. They had to fight. Why are you bring blame? He said, ah, may I just say something? And they, no, 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 no. You know, they imprisoned the brother. And he didn't move him. Moved to another place. He did the same thing. That's when I saw the zeal of the Lord. So, he was a teacher. But he valued his relationship with God so high at the expense of his daily bread. And in fact, it hit my heart so hard and I realized that anywhere you have been posted to, you are an ambassador for Jesus. Except that we haven't woken up to that responsibility. And I see nurses are affecting nurses. I see doctors affecting doctors. I see chiefs affecting chiefs. I see governors. Where I went, I saw a governor who had given his love to the Lord and and he came and lied prostrate and said, Governorship, I hand it over to you, Lord Jesus. Can you ever have Ghana government, a president of Ghana doing that? He would rather steal. May the Lord help us. And everybody goes to church, eh? It's making me become tired of church. Honestly. People are so, so church, 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 but not the zeal of the Lord. He says, I counsel you, come to me. And buy from me refined gold. Hallelujah. That you may be what? Rich. Richness does not come by money. Richness comes by the type of relationship that you have with Jesus. That you may be clothed with white garments. That the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. You know, sometimes you can find yourself in, in that nakedness. But when you come back to God, it will be covered. Shall we return back to our God? Honestly. And ask Him that we be consumed. You know something? You just be honest with yourself. How many people have you affected? How many people really know? Isn't it easy to talk politics than to talk the politics of heaven? The politics of heaven is that Christ Jesus came to die for everyone. That's the politics. So vote for Jesus. So simple. Today, there is no zeal, no zeal, no zeal. For we are very happy to do things that makes us look good, but not to the saving of people. And that will forever be the main thing. It will never change. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says that, uh, that we, uh, and anoint your eye with salve and that you may see. So many of us don't see anymore. We don't see. I can't begin to talk about see. We need that this, 
the eyes of our understanding be enlightened in the knowledge of His will that we may see. We may see. I read a scripture from Isaiah chapter 32 for women. And I I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, why is this thing for women and not for all of us? Isaiah chapter 32 verse 9 to 11. I I, I said, Lord, why is this for women and not for all of us? I mean, I I struggled with that because I felt that, listen, complacency. It says that rise up. You women who are at ease, hear my voice. You complacent, you complacent daughters, give ear to my speech. Continue with the next one for me. One, two. Oh, is that how you are reading? One, two. Strip yourselves and make yourselves. I said, ah, Lord, why this is for women? I haven't gotten the answer yet, but I know that one of these days it will drop. But I said, Lord, though you are saying it for the woman, me too, I put myself in there. I don't want to be complacent. But when I presume that, you see, women can become very zealous. It took women to go and look for Jesus. It took women who prayed. It took women who, you know, a woman can be old as what, but you cannot take away the prayer that she will pray for the saints. A woman can have such a passion. This is my son. This is my son, Lord. When a man can easily give up, then I saw why God was making reference to women. You know, men give up so quickly. If the boy starts behaving, you give him slap here and there. It doesn't work. The next thing is that you tell your wife, that's, that's your son. Isn't it true? Thank you for helping me. Isn't it true? A man would have given up. I'm, I'm no different. I mean, I, I, me, I will confess my sins every day. I gave up quick. I said, hey, he'll be fine. And so when God begins to say, you complacent women, God is saying that there is a work for you. You women who are at ease, who are not laboring in prayer, get back to your business. Please don't let the zeal of the Lord uh, be departed from you. Hallelujah. And may I say to all the women here, please, don't let your love for God grow cold. Hallelujah. I'm just begging God to help me out. We can talk and talk and talk about this matter. And and I see, you see, anytime people are... Let me tell you something. Anytime people are just ordinary, 
to a matter that is dear to God. Their love has have grown cold. We don't need any special prophet to tell us that. Evangelism is finished. All about your plans and your planning. And you see that God has blessed us in terms of at least you're going about, you know, something to eat more, no by in terms of those things, no problem. And yet forever, and we are so committed to more and more and more. And the soul will sit with us. And we are saying that, my friend, you dear, I will preach to you. Wait, 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 wait. Me, I'm, we, we, I'm, <laughs> may our zeal come back. See, Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter, 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 chapter 3 Verse 5, and we will stand to, to pray. Would you like to read it? One, two. But the nobles did not put their shoulders to the work of their Lord. The techwise made repairs. If you know the story of Nehemiah, everybody else was doing something. But the nobles, today the nobles of the church are not doing anything. Who is a noble person? Who can help me out? Who is a noble person? Hey. Why? Is my message not making you respond? I can point out. Intelligent people are here. Stanley, who is a noble person? (coughs) Is it true? Did you hear him? You didn't hear him. Speak for yourself, brother. (laughs) Listen carefully. I mean, that's exactly what the truth is telling. High repute, standing at a certain platform. Yeah. Yes. 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 Mm Mm-hmm. Now, may I ask you, name me five people who are like this. Yes. 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 Lawyers. Isn't it true? Ah, Why are you leaving me in the middle of the sea? Who are the nobles? Doctors? Yes. Kofi Annan. Kofi Annan is the only one. Come, please help me. Who are the nobles? Presidents, there are not many. They call them honorables. Judges. Pastors. Mama, I don't think we are noble. 
They don't respect us. You respect us, Enobu. Apart for them, they will say, hey, these people, the MPs, why are people paying bribes for people to vote for them? Because they are looking for only one thing. That they will be met and say, honorable. Honorable. Oh, the country is in trouble. Actually, it's not here alone. In my country too, it's there, Nigeria. Honorable. You know, we love the word honorable, but we are not honorable. Instead of sitting down to make laws that will let discipline come to the country, they are not. They are not. So, I, I'm, meaning I'm not so intelligent like the way they have studied. Thank God that in, in the spirit I'm somebody. Honorable. Honorable can take such a... It's honorable. In this country, I was telling a sister, I said, in this country, I've observed one thing. Papa, anytime anybody is being promoted to the top, the only job he's left with is to have meetings. Yeah. Whenever you are calling anybody, I'm in a meeting. You need the person so badly, I'm in a meeting. No, you don't have worked before. I know what I'm talking about. You need them. I'm in a meeting. So, when you are climbing up, your life is reduced to only meetings. Ghana people are wonderful people having meetings left, right, center, everywhere. You see them driving. We have a meeting. The plenty of meetings we have had, if we have put that into practice, the country would have gone ahead. You see the Asians. When you sit down with them even for a meeting, they can't finish the sentence. The sentence is going up and down, but give them the floor. Honorable people in society. I'm, I think we need to pray for the zeal of the Lord. Hallelujah. So those of us who are aspiring to be honorable, please, may the Lord deliver you all. I thank my God I don't belong there anymore. Otherwise, everyday meeting, everyday meeting. I was talking to one of our sisters, and when I need her urgently to tell me something, off. Until for something I said, when she picked it, I was, I said, oh, praise God. I was in a meeting. <laughs> we need the zeal of the Lord. Amen and amen. We can go on and on a few scriptures. But let's quickly come back and stand for prayer. Let's look at this matter that God raised in Revelations. The book of Revelation. Buy from me. Brethren, I know, I know for sure by the name of the Lord Jesus that tonight as you are here, the Holy Spirit has shown you where your state is. And be honest with him. 
Can we go back to the basic things we knew? Bring them in. Win them at all costs. When a man's love grows cold, the kingdom business is nothing for them. We need a zeal of the Lord. Shall we stand to pray? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Would you, would you want to talk to God briefly? When, when the love for God grows cold, when the love of God grows cold, when the people of Israel, their love went cold, Phinehas made the difference for the kingdom of God. There's a man by name Jehu in the scriptures. He was an army officer. When, when he was anointed, he took off like a rocket. Oh, Brandolobo. Will you ask for the zeal of the Lord before you do that? You want to repent? Be very genuine. Look around and see, Lord. I think I've missed a lot of opportunities. People that I could have gotten to understand. People that I could have pricked their conscience. I have left them and rather my dealings with them had just been superficial. Lord, I plead. I am so sorry. I am just so sorry. And then you can now ask the Lord, I need your zeal. 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 I need. May you consume me by your zeal. Uh, I don't know why, Lord, and what is it that made Phinehas get your zeal, but you know, I treat, oh, I, Lord, attract the zeal of the Lord to your life tonight. Mandabagoro Godo. Would you pray, brethren? Lord, consume me up here with your zeal. First pray for yourself. First pray for yourself and tell God you see your, your own standing. Tell him about it. Baliketori babande. Lebeseketeri bakunikaya teikamulibeta. Father, may I not fail you. Anywhere you have placed me, anywhere you have placed the brethren, that they, they, they may look up to them to be saved, Lord. May Yahuri Shanda Basakataya. Ha Makatoria Bolima Memberege Berende Seteke. Lengoro Shanda Baguru Kutumbala Babaya. Rekindle my zeal, your zeal, Lord. Rekindle and give me your zeal, your zeal, that I may not grow cold towards you, Lord. Would you pray for the zeal of the Lord to consume you? One time it is said that the zeal of the Lord has consumed me. So it tells me that God can give zeal. It tells me that if you ask for it, you will get. Lord, may I be consumed by your zeal. I have become too complacent, Lord. 
Lord. And I repent, oh God. Would you fire me tonight? Himala shakaturi babondoria. Haleria labazombolo tokoyendo. Ikwata koteria leto kunde soto mikuanta yeye. Himelepeya beyandorobo shakaya. Would you pray for another minute please and ask God to con- to give you his zeal so that you can become fruitful in the kingdom of God so that you can be dependent upon in the kingdom of God Himala sakataria lebasondo robo mototoria baberi haleri basikoro koto some of us used to pray for a long time this time prayer has become a problem for us some of us would always talk to somebody about the Lord this time you can live for six months and you will not be burdened for anybody it's a sign that our love has our love for God has grown colder. Sometimes we are only talking about the money we need and how our husbands and wives don't mind us hey it's more than that Father, bring back your zeal to the church, O oh God. Any willing heart, Lord, give. Lord, tonight we plead, O oh God. We see the danger in growing in, 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 in cold and in, in growing cold towards you, Lord. Lord, deliver us. Have mercy on us. Lord, rekindle our love for you in the mighty name of Jesus and save us. Thank you, Father. Father, we accept your will. We accept your verdict tonight. We plead by the name of Jesus. Rekindle our love to the things that are rich towards you, Lord. Some of us have gotten to the point that naturally it is very well. We, we feel so secured. And yet we don't have zeal. Deliver us. We repent. In the name of Jesus. Some of us, we, 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 we are also consumed, Lord, by the fact that we think we don't have. And so, we don't think about anything else than to do everything to have. And therefore, Lord, we are missing every point. Tonight we beg you. Tonight we beg you. When the love from you has grown cold, He in the We are not moved by anything, Lord. Please bring us back. Let your flood carry us. And show us mercy. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for the answered prayer. Amen.